Namaste. Today we read a prayer, March twelfth, nineteen fourteen, which of course is uh, even more relevant today because we are these days going through a very very different circumstance. Uh, humanity is being challenged to its limits. Um, it has to completely change its way of life, change its habits, um, learn to live by itself alone. Streets are empty. Even the <laughs> they have to fill the hearts now with new things because normally we fill our life with all the external things, all the sensations. They have been reduced to a minimum. So it's a new phase. Of on the other side, there is this uh, so-called fear and anxiety. Um, for us, we have turned to Mother and Shurbindo. Also, oh, we won't have the darshan outwardly, so to say, of. 24th April. So all these things are going on inside. But the mother always reminds us the most important thing and yoga is about that is all about finding the divine within and changing our life by his contact. So we, we can, all outer things must converge towards that. They may be a help or they can even become a hindrance depending on our attitude. This is what she is revealing to us in this prayer of March 12th, 1914. March 12th, 1914. O Lord, my sole aspiration is to know Thee better and serve Thee better every day. What do the outer circumstances matter? So beautifully she is setting the whole thing right. Prayer should not be that, oh, if I can go there, if I can be in this place, that place, uh, I wish I could do this. No. The whole aspiration should be to know, to love, to serve. That's all should be our aspiration. And this can happen anywhere. Even sitting in our room, when we invoke the divine presence, it's a work of the divine because it brings into the atmosphere contact with those forces which will purify the earth. And of course, purify us. So this is the real work, wherever we may be, with whomsoever we may be sitting, at whatever time. So in this yoga, there is nothing like a fixed meditation. It's a whole day we have to try to live in that state. So outward fixed meditation is a help. But it is not the end. It can be a beginning of the journey because when we do that, especially when we are doing it collectively, it facilitates. But the mother has also said that while collective meditation is alright when we are not developed inside, it may even be a hindrance because then we have to share that same thing. So it has both ways it works. Whereas in this yoga, we have to enter into a state of inner meditation as often as we can, preferably all the time we have to be in that state. But even if we cannot reach that state, at least as often as we can, we should be in that state of meditation. And she speaks of this uh, in another context also. We'll talk about it tomorrow. What do outer circumstances mat matter? They, I mean, we see the mother in Japan was doing the work. She was converting one of the most challenging and difficult work she was doing. They appeared to me every day more vain and more illusory. And I take less and less interest in what will outwardly happen to us. So what may happen to us outwardly, we may be in this condition, that condition, this circumstance, that situation. It is really not the important thing. What is important? But I am more and more intensely interested in the only thing which appears to me important.
to know the better in order to serve the better. So even this knowledge is not so that we get puffed up with some experiences. It's so that I can serve you better. Champaklalji, after many, many decades of such faithful service to the mother, one day he prays to her, uh, prays to her, says, Mother, so far I have served you as I have wanted to, or as I thought I should serve you. But now I want to serve you as you want me to serve you. Now this is knowledge. Knowledge is not so that we can, you know, uh, write books, give lectures or feel puffed up that, oh, I know about the divine. Who can know about the divine? It is only what he reveals and as much he reveals that one can know because he is infinite. But yet, this knowledge should help us to serve the divine better. So, that is the usefulness. So, this is why we should strive to know you better. This is the real thing. All outer events must converge towards this goal and towards it alone. See, such a beautiful one story. We are entering the Darshan day very soon. I mean, just two days to go. Now, in this story, uh, Swami Sharnanand, he was blind in both eyes. So he came for darshan of Sri He was in the queue, he was given permission. Earlier, not everybody was allowed. One had to send the photographs and Sri and the mother, okay, then only one could come. Later on, now it's a different thing. The whole thing has changed and that we'll speak about tomorrow. So she, um, he stands in the queue and somebody asked him, uh, why are you here for darshan? You can't see and Sri won't speak. So why are you going for darshan? And his reply is so wonderful. He said, Bhaiya, aankhe hoti to kitna dekh leta. Now, if I had the eyes, how much would I be able to see? Because these are eyes of ignorance. But I am going so that their gaze can fall upon us. Important thing is not whether we can see or not, how much can we see. But it is so that they can see us. Now, when I am saying this story, let me just uh, take a little aside. Sometimes people say, oh, it is not Swami Sharnanand, it is somebody else. That's irrelevant actually. The relevant part is the point. The point is, uh, we should not get into that, that whether it was Swami Sharnanand or some other Swami. I have heard it as Swami Sharnanand, but it could be somebody else. It, it's not important. The point is that Surda saw the Divine so much more better than so many others with their eyes open. So this is what we have to remember that with these eyes of ignorance we really cannot see the divine. And if you have to really see the divine, have the true darshan, it is only when he reveals himself and that revelation can happen at any moment. So beautifully the mother said that to celebrate the birth of a transitory body can satisfy some faithful uh, persons. But to celebrate the birth of the new consciousness, it can be done at any moment, anywhere. So this is where she wants us to go and she is wanting that, that we should converge, everything should converge towards this goal. And towards it alone, and only towards it, no mixtures. And for that, all depends upon the attitude we have towards them. I mean, really, I mean, I can, of course, share today in a very personal note, uh, just because it's come in the course of things. Once I had to go to Sherbindu's room and I couldn't go. Whatever be the outer circumstances, that's not relevant. So I sat down and just prayed that, Lord, I cannot go to your room. And 
honestly that was one of the most beautiful experiences that i had leaving aside the details of the experience but it was so much more concrete a contact that probably i would have gone to the room sat for meditation and come out the same old person and so this attitude makes so much of difference look at mira seeking krishna it is not in a temple that she found krishna she found krishna in the temple within her where did mother and shurbindo find the divine within them shurbindo found him in the jail the mother had the same experience in tokyo a busy city so the real thing is the attitude that we have towards these circumstances so what should be the attitude the attitude should be to be constantly in search of the in everything not only at a special moment on a special day in a special hour but to search you everywhere and in everything all the things that are surrounding us the wall the chair the table the people the dogs the cats the plants the sky the stars the sun the moon the earth countless things that surround us and we should search the divine in everything that should be our aspiration to will to manifest the better in every circumstance this should be our prayer in this attitude is to be found supreme peace perfect serenity true contentment so otherwise we become restless we want things to be this way or that way but when the only aspiration is to find him everywhere the only aspiration is to serve him better the only aspiration is to manifest him more and more in our life and action even through our breath our speech our silence our walking our holding uh, our eating everything our looking our hearing everything should be a means to serve the divine and to find the divine then they will the heart is at peace because it's independent of outer circumstances otherwise we try to have this or that circumstances and as she says in another prayer we launch ourselves in a bitter and unnecessary struggle in it life blooms widens spreads out so magnificently in such majestic surges that no storm can any more trouble it when we are in that state of an inward seeking and inward orientation this is the crucial element of all yoga and of course in shubhendu's yoga an inward orientation to life and then life begins to bloom and widens otherwise we look for a special situation circumstance when it is gone then we are back to our normal life as mother spoke about that clergyman on the ship where people went for a sunday prayer and they all went well dressed with hats even carrying a parasol ladies and they came back and went back to their old life of smoking and drinking and gambling and when the clergyman asked them you don't believe in uh, god she said yes i believe in god why are you materialist no why didn't you come for the prayer I said because you are not sincere neither you nor your flock you went there to just fulfill a duty and a custom so this is what she is revealing to us now all these things have their place but the real yoga begins when we go within in search of the divine because he is within not only within us in everything every element of universe if we can't close our eyes and go within or open our eyes and go within then we can at least let our eyes go deep into all those all that which is outside us with the will the aspiration the urge to find him oh lord thou art our safeguard our only happiness 
the what our resplendent light our pure love our hope and our force the what our life the reality of our being he alone is he is our truth as much as he is the truth of this whole creation all creation is nothing else but a progressive unfolding of he who is within it as in a bud a rose as in a pearl as in a shell the pearl as in an ocean its countless creatures that's how he is hid within us with a respectful and joyous adoration i salute thee so we'll read this again march 12 1914 o lord my sole aspiration is to know thee better and serve thee better every day what do the outer circumstances matter they appear to me every day more vain and more illusory and i take less and less interest in what will outwardly happen to us but i am more and more intensely interested in the only thing which appears to me important and what is that only thing to know the better in order to serve the better all outer events must converge towards this goal and towards it alone and for that all depends upon the attitude we have towards them to be constantly in search of thee in everything to will to manifest thee better in every circumstance in this attitude is to be found supreme peace perfect serenity true contentment in it life blossoms in it life blooms widens spreads out so magnificently in such majestic surges that no storm can any more trouble it o lord thou art our safeguard our only happiness thou art our resplendent light our pure love our hope and our force thou art our life the reality of our being with a respectful and joyous adoration i salute thee so for this 24th let us say we salute the lord and salute to the advent of truth that the divine mother brings to all of us namaste